Hello, everyone. Code Pen Radio number 363. Keeping up my streak here, talking with interesting people in the world of front end d- design and development, as you know, Code Pen is well suited to that world. So, why wouldn't I talk to interesting people in that world? I have Kyle Shook today. Hi, doing Kyle? I'm doing good, Chris. Thank you for having me on the radio. You're welcome. Yeah, I don't know that we've ever met in person, but but I certainly know you through your work. You know, you're you're quite prolific. Pr- produced all kinds of stuff <laughs> on and off code pen, of course. And uh, and you did me a favor by um, we're doing this thing lately where I at least suggest to our guests that, you know, hey, send me in yeah, some pens that you were interesting to you in some way, uh, uh, yours or others. And you kind of did both. So we'll get to talk about uh, some of that. A bit, but let's talk about you a little bit first. Um, Kyle Shook, KyleShook.com. Nice. You got a, you know, <laughs> perhaps slightly unusual last name. Opens up some TLD possibilities for you there. I think with my last name, I have heard every Shook related pun or joke. And, <laughs> and with my first name, I've heard every Monster Energy Drink related joke. And fun <laughs> between fact, the two. Not many yeah. people know my first name is Obi. So uh, growing up, I've heard every Star Wars joke. So I have a whole list of names that <laughs> come with strings. Yeah. Did you just shed it? You're like, I don't want to be called Obi anymore. Too much baggage. I always went by my middle name and I never even knew until, you know, I was like a young teenager that it was odd, but I like I like it. So it's my great grandfather's. It's not odd in my family. It's my my wife goes by her middle name as well. So it's, uh, you're in good company, I guess. <laughs> uh, and you're in Chicago, right? Yeah, I, I recently moved here. I moved here last October. I'm still in like tourist mode. Uh, Google Maps is my best friend. Every time nice. I, I leave the apartment, but uh, yeah, I moved here for um, a front end developer role with a company um, called Foxtrot. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of like an upscale corner convenience store slash grocery slash e-commerce delivery, national shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like 15 or so stores in Chicago, and they have a few others in some other states in the in the country. Um, but it's a really neat site. It's not like a and uh, that was one of the things that drew me to their their uh, work. And uh, yeah, I work on the front end development team there, the e-commerce team, and we do a lot of really neat things on the e-commerce yeah. space. I've never heard of this, but you have to go—you have to go head to head with the comic strip. But in my quick googling here, it looks like you're winning. So good, good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, Foxtrot. It's a, it's a it's a lovely looking website too. So there's a bunch of brick and mortar versions of it, but it's also like online e-commerce. Also, just do yeah, it all exactly. Um, on, I think one of their slogans is like, it's a store, it's an app, it's a website. Um, but it's really neat. It's the first place I've ever worked with where uh, it has like a, an actual brick and mortar that you find yourself like going to occasionally. You know, it's really yeah. easy to like, you know, say you work at, I don't know, a big company, but you never actually like go anywhere ever. Store or anything. <laughs> yeah. So right. it's neat to like, work on the, the tech side of it, but also go into the stores and and that kind of thing and see like... Dude, the stores look sweet. They look really fancy, like somewhere you'd want to hang out or get like a, yeah, <laughs> I don't they're, know, a they're really prosciutto unique. sandwich. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're really unique, uh, really nice. Um, you can tell they put a lot of like thought behind it. That I guess their main thing was like they didn't want to be a Seven Eleven. They wanted to separate themselves and be something more. Oh yeah, you can tell it's not a Seven Eleven with these mm-hmm. with these kind of classy bar stools. That's not Seven <laughs> Eleven stuff. Anyway, well, congrats. That's cool. New gig. Six months in, maybe not quite something like yeah, that. Just, just a little bit. Like, did you find it on a job board or something? Did they reach out to you? I mean, it's it, certainly longer than six months ago. You were kicking out interesting front end work. You know, you do super creative stuff. You help other people learn it too. We can get into that pretty soon. But like, how'd the gig come to be? Yeah. So I was, um, I was on the job hunt, like people tend to do every now and then, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I had, I remember I had this long spreadsheet, this Google sheet and I had, I don't know, maybe about 15 or 20 that I was like, all right, this week I'm going to sit down, I'm going to apply, you know, I'm going I'm to go through all the, the hoops and all that. And, uh, so I was doing one last kind of look through Indeed and, and I was on Twitter and I saw, um, someone I knew, his name's Kyle McDonald and he posted, uh, they were hiring front-end developers for this company called Foxtrot. And uh, I was like, well, let's look at that. And, and, and I ended up knowing another person who worked there who um, through Twitter. Twitter has been like my greatest. Yeah, I was going to say, it's really, it's, I wonder how many people actually get jobs that way. You know, you start at the job boards, but then it ends up being just a word-of-mouth thing. And so I reached out to um the other person i knew and I, I started asking like a bunch of questions like you know give me the details before i go go you know apply i want to know like i mean it's rare that you get to talk to someone before you apply so if you can do it i always say reach out and just ask whatever questions you have you know if you have the chance i agree because you can ask anything you have nothing to lose you can you could you could i mean yeah i guess you could ask them their salary and stuff but but short of that you could ask you know how's your boss what do you work on what's the stack what's your day-to-day life actually like you know yeah and i think i asked all of those questions you know because <laughs> i mean um i wanted to know you know I, I was kind of at a point where uh i was looking for something that i would like it was gonna like make me happy you know like i wasn't gonna wake up on Monday and be like, Oh my God. Yeah. You know, I feel like everyone's had one of those and you know, it starts to wear and tear at you after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I heard nothing but good things and, um, uh, I applied and, uh, it was the fastest interview process I had ever experienced. And that's just like how they do it. I wasn't like an exception. Mm. Um, I had a had an interview, um, and I had like, like a day later, they sent me a take home. What's that like? Uh, like, can you you know make tic tac toe work or something? Yeah, well, <laughs> theirs was kind of interesting. So, like, um, it wasn't anything like too crazy. It was more or less they gave you a design in Figma, and it was a a grid layout of like an e commerce page with like products and stuff. And they gave you the the API, um, like JSON, and you're you were pretty much you know told to use um. XJS and React and build out this one page layout using the data they had given you. Mm-hmm. And so it, it kind of like showed that you knew a little bit about next enough to like make some API calls and that you could, you could make a layout that the designer had given you. How long did you get? They didn't give me a limit, but they said, 
uh, I think they said to have it back within like the week. Um, mm-hmm. So I spent about a day on it and sent it back in because I also, you know, it's one of those things where you. Yeah, maybe that's a test too, you know. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's all mind games. It really is. Um, and you also wonder like how many other people are doing this right now, you know. So Right. Um, but yeah, I sent it back in and I think a day later they set up a meeting with two of the engineers on the core e-commerce team, two people that I would be working with. Yeah. And we just went over the code. You know, they asked me, um, what I struggled with. They asked me what I would improve and no, um, nothing. It's perfect. <laughs> exactly. It was, I, it was, it was kind of refreshing that I wasn't just like going over my lines of code. They they wanted to like know what I struggled with and where I could improve and what mm-hmm. I thought about it. It wasn't just like, tell me why you use this. You know, it was, it was more like they wanted to know more about me through the process. Okay. But uh, yeah. And, and I think within another, maybe like three or four days, um, offer they time, sent, they sent an offer and yeah, with, with the caveat that I would um, move to Chicago and Ooh, yeah, I was, it was, it was, I lived in Nashville at the time and I was, I was single. I am single. So I was like, you know what? Let's just, let's just do it. You know, it's a big city. Let's experience it. So yeah, a month later I moved to Chicago. I, I, I finalized an apartment within like two weeks, which I don't recommend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, you had to be uh, like, Oh yeah, it looks fine. I'll take it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, uh, I've been, I've enjoyed the work. Um, I've been able to like, have an impact already within six months, which is feels rare, you know. And, yeah, uh, shipping code, that's good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But to sum it all up, Twitter, that's how I landed the role. And, mm-hmm. and I always recommend, like, reach out as much as you can to people on Twitter. Yeah, it'd be so big. If I was looking, that'd probably be my first stop just because, I don't know, it's, there's just something kind of uh, personal about it, you know. Well, plus, you just never know, like, the power of, someone's reference or retweet or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And I know, I know what the, like, the, like, I don't know, I'm just single bumming around anyway. I'll go. What I've got my first job at a startup was I, I was in Chicago. I was the opposite of you and got an offer in Tampa, Florida. And that was contingent that we moved there, even though it was mostly remote. So is that, do you go into the office sometimes? Yeah. You know, we, we, when I first moved here, um, we were actually moving to a new office building and, uh, I, you know, the pandemic and all that, that everyone's dealing with still. Yeah. But, uh, so probably for, for October, I went in a good bit and then, uh, we kind of shifted to everyone working from home for a little bit until probably the last month or so. Um, people are starting to trickle back into the office and I try to go in, you know, um, one or two days a week we, we have kind of a hybrid setup. Like, we're, they know we do our work, and you know they're yeah, okay right. with us. You know, being at home if we need to be. So they're they're very flexible, which is nice. Yeah, we didn't even have an office when I moved to Tampa. It was so unusual. It was like you have to live here, but we don't even have an office. <laughs> I don't know. That, yeah. that would that would be a little uh, I don't know, a little weird. It was like, wait, why why did I move here? 
<laughs> it was weird, but it but it kind of made sense in that we would we would still get together. We just did I it know. at each other's houses on a rotating thing. It was kind of a clever idea in the end, and I don't really regret it. But yeah, certainly <laughs> certainly unusual. But you could tell they were unusual going into it. So that was probably the least of the unusual things. And I love I love the remote aspect, but I I understand all the people that you know want to work in office. You really can't like. You can't trade like having a person to person conversation sometimes. You know, it's yeah, just- yeah, sometimes. This episode of Code Pen Radio was brought to you in part by Notion. Love Notion. Thanks for the support. You know, not all work collaboration tools are created equal. Some of them are about organizing your company's information, and some of them are about managing projects. Notion does both. It's one tool for your whole team to do it all. Beautifully designed. Everyone's going to want to use it. I find that to be highly true at Code Pen and Shop Talk Show and CSS Tricks when we are managing that project. All of them I used Notion for, and people liked using it, even if they didn't use it every day. But the more they used it, the more they liked it generally. It's kind of amazing how like anything you do in Notion ends up looking good. They got the controls just right on making sure anything that you produce in Notion. Uh, looks good, and I always appreciated that. Uh, learn more and get started for free at Notion.com slash CodePen. That's Notion.com slash CodePen to help you take the first step towards an organized, happier team today. All right. Well, what did they see of yours? As it, did it, I mean, they were so they were looking at some little like take home Next.js e-commerce one pager project. That's great because they know that first of all, it's their exercise. So it's like you could, you know, they know what they're looking for and stuff. That's cool. But but you know, could they tell? I'm not I'm not straight up saying like, did they look at your code pen? But like, did they look at your code pen? Did they look at your personal website? Did they look at anything you've written? Did they, you know, like does does that stuff help? I mean, I'm a big advocate of having a portfolio that uh, shows what you're capable of, whether it's you know whatever your niche is. Um, and I always kind of say depending on what job you're looking for, you should also maybe fine-tune your portfolio at the time. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you want to work in e-commerce, maybe you should have an example or two of something that you've worked on. But um, my portfolio has, uh, it's not the same as it was back then. I've kind of chopped it down to one page. But at the time, it did showcase a lot of um, work I'd done when I previously worked at an agency. Um, so a lot of just building out pages and, you know, working with designers and stuff like that. And, and they had looked at my portfolio and mentioned that in interviews and stuff like that. So, and like I said, it was people I knew on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was, you know, really, I just, I just tweet a lot on Twitter. So (laughs) I was always sharing like work that I had worked on and, and I, and I know that they had seen some of that, which was kind of nice. Have they hired people since you? Yeah, I mean, since I've been there, I think when I started, the team was like four people. Um, and now we're maybe in double digits. So but so now you kind of know what, I mean, I'm sure the culture shifted a little bit, but you, can, you now you have a sense of what the chatter was probably like as you were being hired. <laughs> you can yeah, see what there's, the... there's definitely, um, you know, when, when someone's like, like, hey, we're interviewing some people. And it's like, what people? 
You know, it's just like <laughs> let, let me let me look at let me look at their portfolio or something. Yeah, exactly but, um, right, because you could you you probably have a good sense if they're good or not. Anyway, you sent me some 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 links. Like for example, you have this collection on CodePen of of hamburger menus, mm-hmm. and there's like six of them in there, and they're all like very very clever. You know, there's like a you can see the hamburger menu right in the middle of the screen on a field of white, and then some like symbolic stuff behind it related to what the menu is going to do. Probably there's a great books one where even the hamburger menu looks like a little stack of books. And then you you click it and it turns into a literal book with even little words in it and stuff. That's the kind of creative stuff that I think of and associate with you. And probably, you know, now that we're on this, all this job talk stuff, I think if I saw that in an applicant, I'd be like, well, they obviously know what they're doing. (laughs) It would like go a long way for me. You know, I, I think I see all these people who make like the most creative things and, um, like pure CSS stuff. And, and I see that I always see like that one comment that's like, this isn't practical or when would I use this? And it's like, well, first of all, these people are very good at what they do, you know, and, and, and hats off to anyone who has ever typed the word pure CSS when titling their code pen, because you already know <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Um, but I, I appreciate you saying that. And uh, I, th- I th- personally, I think people who, who do a lot of creative work have a lot of like stuff that they know is not practical, but it's pushed them to like learn some things that they normally wouldn't learn. And sure. you know, a lot of these things they come back in time and you're like, Oh, I think I can do this a different way. I, I made a weird menu once and mm-hmm. I think I could use something from that, you know, that kind of thing. Definitely. And then you can look at the code and see their, their style a little bit, but more importantly, like you just, you're obviously interested in the work too, you know. I was like, I would have stopped at one if I didn't, <laughs> if I didn't want to like make something neat out of these, you know. Yeah, right. And it's not like you can you should only hire people whose you know whose hobby and passion is work. You know, I'm sure there's lots of good employees out there that just are great employees at work and then go home and like, I don't know knit or whatever do something totally different right so so to only hire people whose hobby is also web design and development is not what i'm suggesting but like when that's the case that's certainly provably cool uh what else did you send me here bringing text to life was a little bit of a series that that you worked on you want to tell me about that because we'll put links to all these in the in the in the show notes so people can be like you know follow along if they wish to (laughs) this bringing text to life was an accident for a, a lot of times I would just open up my code editor and I would just start adding CSS properties that, that probably didn't fit, you know, or make sense. And like, I think one of these is, um, background attachment fixed. I, mm. I don't know if I've used that like in anywhere else besides this, you know? And, and I was like, well, what if I could, I wanted to be able to get the text to show up in an image mm-hmm. and I did that. And if the text filled up the image only in stuff that was like dark and it, I was like, Whoa. Oh, right. And so I was like, what if I used a, a GIF or GIF for those of yeah. you who, yeah. Uh, and it started moving the text and I was like, Oh man. So I, I started looking for like interesting GIFs and, and I shared it on, put it on code pen and shared it on Twitter and, it was one of the first like 
little things that I'd made in like an afternoon that felt like it actually like had some traction and people like loved it. And it was also interesting how you can make something that's, you know, less than a hundred lines of code and it still is like interesting and neat. And yeah, it was an accident and and I, I attribute it to just like just trying something just for the sake of <laughs> seeing if it worked, you know, breaking it till yeah. it worked. It looks like the crux of it is that what web kit background clip, right? So like it's like mm-hmm. what is it looking for the oh and the mix blend mode. There's like a lot going on here. It's really yeah. So it, it is quite the combination of, of exactly. Of things. And mix blend mode. Uh, this was when like when I was exploring a lot of mix blend modes because it was very interesting how you could layer background colors and the modes would act differently based on like the colors and that kind of thing. It was one of those things where I, I always kind of attribute it to it's similar. You're a music person, yeah. you know, so when like artists are like in their infancy, they don't know about like, like really genres or like tempos and like drum patterns or BPMs. They're just making music, mm-hmm. just what they feel and hear. And, and when they start to learn more about that, they start to like corner themselves a little more and they don't really like have that creative freedom as much because they think about what they should be doing. So that's how we get in design world. You know, we make what we think people should make and that kind of stuff. But I was trying little things that I thought was just weird. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I still do it from time to time, but admittedly not as much, but it, I still enjoy it. Yeah. I, you know, I've heard that from everybody that I've talked to that, that it's like a, it's like, there's lots of people that are creative and then, and then, but it comes in waves, you know, and Mm -hmm. mostly just because of life, you know, you get some new job or, or you were chasing down some idea you had and you, you know, you made 16 of something and then you're like, okay, I think I got that out of my system, (laughs) you know, and it doesn't mean that the next day you find some new thing that's, immediately your next series of work you know sometimes sometimes it yeah. just comes and goes in, in little waves i, I cool. definitely have the the waves you know and moving to chicago i i saw myself like not making as much stuff but i also like gave myself permission to you know experience sure. everything around me also yeah i love that phase where you gotta you can't even make it to the grocery store without busting out your phone because you just you're like what road is that again and yeah that's a good phase you know might last a year or so and then then it starts feeling a little bit more like home and then then you got to decide is it time to move again and get that new city feel back or or am i am i digging in i'm just learning that this you know the one you have of of the women like whispering in each other's ears as the as the the, kind of the base animation Mm -hmm. it's tempting to call it a gif but it's a web p i didn't even know web p was animatable learning learning something every day that's not i didn't know that either (laughs) i mean uh yeah i i put that there i knew that (laughs) yeah i know everything i do (laughs) right um yeah, and another one you sent me was this. It's kind of like a music poster of the undertones, a Swiss Ted animation. I've seen other people pick these up too. These are like, aren't they? What's the story? Aren't they just kind of beautiful po- posters that beg beg for animation? Well, you are right there. Uh, they come from a a website called most of them come from a website called Swisted. 
Yeah. Um, I got a guy named Mike Joyce sells um, and designs posters. And they're just like a nod to old band posters that use Swiss design. Um, I can't remember the, the pioneer of Swiss design. It's his name. Uh, <laughs> I know what you mean, but, but that's uh, okay. anyway, uh, they're right all in. a nod. They're all a nod to that style. Yeah, um, and I know uh, Pete Barr has done a lot of them. Um, yeah, Adam, exactly. Adam Kahn has done some also. And yeah, uh, everything that I, I picked one that I thought was neat and was like, how can I animate this? And, and it, it was it was neat. You know, I, ne- I never even like, I think uh, one of the things I used here that was neat at the time was um, Transform Origin left and i right. remember you know there's some things you just don't use much and that's what makes it start at that u and swing it down like that instead of just swinging it awkwardly yeah in the middle or whatever what is the default i think it's probably center center right or, i think it's center yeah no <laughs> yeah well i'll just delete this line of code fortunately there's this online code editor where the code is immediately editable so you can oh, oh it's man. actually Really qu- quite fun to make it in the middle too, although it doesn't work nearly as well, nor match the poster. But you can see what you're you're going for there. Oh, I see. And then there's just a million P elements that repeat the. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it works nicely though. Uh, okay, wonderful. And so let's go move to the educational aspects a little bit. You work have worked on and are currently working on, and I I believe plan to ship a you know quote-unquote new version of this soon frontendpractice.com another nice url grab good job <laughs> what is front frontendpractice.com well it is probably single-handedly my best purchase on namecheap <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it was it wasn't taken at the time uh, the name alone um helps with like seo and stuff like that i bet uh but yeah uh frontend practice i i released it last april so honestly we're almost coming up on a year um, and I released it, I made it because it was, I wanted to build something that was similar to how I learned how to code, honestly. And that was just picking a website and recreating parts of it or all of it, you know, like a, a page on a website that I thought was interesting or had a neat design. Um, I think, uh, some of the ones I created first was like Ableton or like a Starbucks page or a record label page and stuff like that. Yeah, they all look really practical in a way. Like like if you're going to get a job in front-end development, this is probably the kind of thing that you're going to be building. You know, they have that, that mm-hmm. vibe. But are all still different. Like you have this, you know, one that you're building somewhat of a music player. That's pretty unique, you know. And and some of yeah. them are, yeah. I mean, they're all quite different in their own way, but still have that like, yeah, that feels like the job. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to... Um, with this first version, I tried to pick stuff that I thought wasn't like super crazy. Like, I mean, it's not like side of the day awards kind of, you know, animations and stuff like that. Um, more practical things that you probably will be making. And, and if not, it's still like good things to learn. Um, but yeah. So what's the site then? Do you just provide the design file and do it or how, how well, let's say somebody wants to, take advantage of this site what do they do so right now it's very much a start from scratch kind of method and i do that which in the future i, I would like to have some like 
some repos and stuff set up for like starter files and stuff. But I, mm. I also haven't done that yet because I don't want to silo people into what, how I think they should start it or, or set up a skeleton that I, then, and that's how it should be. Cause I mean, you know, there's no one way to do something. Right. And, um, and I think by like letting people just pick a page with a blank HTML, CSS, JavaScript file and start from the top and work your way down. First of all, it doesn't, it doesn't force you to, to use whatever I want you to use it. If you want to use view, use view. If you want to use just HTML, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's very much a start from scratch approach, but I, I think that that also teaches you the troubleshooting of like setting things up from scratch when you're, when you're new to things and you need to like go through these motions and, you know, also just like starting a project from scratch and like seeing it through to the end instead of being handed a 500 line CSS file and saying, now we're going to make this one piece, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like this approach then, you know, you give people just enough that it really is like, begging for front-end development on it, which is kind of the point, you know? Yeah. And you're, you know, preaching to the choir here. I mean, it's kind of how I made my career with this kind of like, I mean, you know, I'm, I also made, you know, video series of this kind of thing and helping people break it down and stuff. And I never did it in a world that, um, you know, where Next.js existed, but I certainly would and could. And it's, it's still the same thing. It just requires a sl- slightly different thinking. Like, how would I break this up into, into components that, you know, make sense for the project, which would be kind of a fun way to do it. Like, what do you see? Are you seeing, like, quote-unquote, students do this? Like, if somebody picks one up and does it, do they, like, tweet you about it? Or I've had a, a good many people tweet about it. I, on TweetDeck, I have kind of like a search that's always looking for yeah. front-end practice. Um, so I, I catch a lot of people who will share, you know, they'll pick a page and, and, and that's also like one thing. It's not like, I'm not telling you to recreate the entire CSS tricks website. I'm just saying, here's this one page. Yeah. I think, I think it offers a learning opportunity to recreate this page because of X, Y, and Z. And, uh, I've had a handful of people, um, reach out and, you know, and, and share some things. And this one, one lady, she recreated like every project on here. Whoa. Which was like 10 projects. And it was nice. You know, she reached out and told me like how it forced her to think outside the box, you know, and try things she hadn't learned before. And nice. And it just made her learn, you know, that that's the kind of thing like that it's for, you know. Did you design them all? Did you just, you Figma them up or whatever? Yeah. So all, all the, the websites, they're real websites, like real companies, real websites. Mm. Uh, yeah, I suppose Ableton being um, at, at at some point, I would like to like kind of go through and maybe recreate them all in my own way and that kind of thing. That is one of like probably this year uh, to add more of an educational aspect to it, a blog, and start dissecting all these pieces and start you know chipping away and showing like how mm-hmm. I would make this one and that one and that one, and that's kind of the next big step is to start to make it more of an educational platform. Yeah, cool. Good luck. I mean, it, it really deserves it here. And you obviously have a good eye for, you know, what teaching front-end development takes here. 
Uh, it's like you know it's nice to have them all connected into a place where they're all it's it's because you can go to dribble and look for designs too and there's mm-hmm. literally millions of, of things to buy but they're like you know dribbles like for showing off in a way so sometimes they're like a little extra too fancy or they're cropped so you can't really see the complete page which isn't enough to work from and stuff it's not i'm sure there's plenty of stuff to find on design sites like that but they're not you know this is like all of these work <laughs> you know exactly and you, you know you can go to the actual website and and dig into the the dev tools and in my opinion like these are real websites so like this is real practice for someone that is making money using this website. You know, it's, it's, it's not like a, a fake idea website. Like these are real, you know, like they're designers and developers. They deemed it good enough. So it's definitely good enough to practice on. Yeah, indeed. Uh, you pointed out some, some other people's work too, which is just kind of a fun thing to do here on, on, on code pen radio, just kind of calling out some other people's excellent work around the code pen land a little bit. You mentioned Adam, I think you called him Adam Kuhn and now I'm, or, and now I'm like, I thought I was always calling him Adam Kuhn and now I'm feeling, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. butchering it. No, Sorry, I'm Adam. sure I'm the one ruining it. I just, <laughs> but Adam is Cobra Winfrey, who we've had on the show before a couple of times, maybe. Well, he's a, he's a, just a creative force, and he linked up his holiday sweater generator, which somehow I had never seen. I feel like even as a super fan, he's so prolific, you might, you might miss an Adam pen here and there. This one is particularly fun, though. Yeah, as far as Adam goes, there is a multitude that I could have chose for. Um, he is always putting out creative things that, that feel like set the bar for creativity in front-end development or just development in general. Um, and, and this one always like comes to my mind when I think about his work because, I don't know, there's a lot going on and it's just so interesting and, and so far from like what you normally see like on Code Bent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a just for the people listening. It's like has this sweater texture on it, which I wouldn't even know how to approach the sweater texture to begin with, let alone the rest of the pen. <laughs> and it's not like he just found some, you know, some image of a sweater and zoomed in and made it a repeating pattern. It's literally created with, you know, multiple background gradients, you know, from scratch, which is impressive by itself. And then. And then it makes a holiday sweater patch of like, you know, symmetric kind of cheesy looking trees and hearts and patterns and stuff. It's really worth looking at. Uh, and you mentioned Jamie Coulter's The the Mine, which is a just an incredible CSS game that's just on a, in, a, in a category by itself of, of, of complexion. And Ben Evans' um, still life painting of lemons, which is kind of like, what? I know. I remember when I first saw that and I was like, this is a joke, right? Like, and then I go, I go into it and I already knew like when the, when the scroll bar was smaller than my cursor, that something <laughs> serious was going on with that CSS. Um, yeah. There's a lot, there's some, a couple other still life thing. And I'm just like, these, this is art, you know, to another level. Yeah, truly, truly. Thanks for pointing those out. Well, if people haven't seen either of those, we'll make sure that uh, they're in the show notes. But uh, we're over the half an hour, I promised you, Kyle. You're a a good (laughs) talkative guest, and I appreciate that. Um, Any uh, kind of final words for people or advice or questions or or anything to leave leave the show with? Well, uh, I think advice while we're, you know, talking about CodePen a lot, 
I think when you're first learning to code, just open up a code pen, start making some weird stuff and, you know, sit back and see what happens and explore everyone else's pens. I can't tell you how much I've learned from just like practical and non-practical pens, but yeah, there's so much knowledge on on the platform and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, when you're learning to code, just have fun with it. Don't let it stress you out too much. Yeah, I really appreciate you um, taking the time to chat with me and have me on the, the Code Pen Radio. It's been awesome. It's my pleasure, Kyle. Thanks so much for being on, and I hope to talk to you soon. Take care. Yeah, see ya. Zero three one eight.